Shout out Nadav Ziskinder. Shout out Nadav Ziskinder. Thank you for making my audio track. Speaking of the auto track, cue it right now. No. <laughs> no. That's, no. That's, <laughs> that's at the beginning. <laughs> cue now. Welcome back, team. Welcome back to another How to Fly a Plane podcast. It's episode four this week, and I'm honestly, I'm really excited for this podcast because mm-hmm. we're catchphrased dream team on field. That's true. So it can't be bad in a podcast. He's George Condra. <laughs> Shout out George Condra. Shout out George Condra. I don't think he ever knew that we were catchphrased dream team, though. I think so. Just like the first day. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Anyways. Thomas on the podcast. Yeah. Are you excited? I'm very excited. Thomas has been asking me to be on the podcast (laughs) every single day since I started the podcast. And last night I get a shout out from Wilson. He's my biggest fan. He's listened to all of my podcasts. And he told me to put you on the podcast. Shout out Wilson. Shout out Wilson. So for people that don't know you or for people that do maybe just know of you. How do you describe yourself, or how would you introduce yourself to someone? Uh, introduce yourself to the party. Probably the biggest things about me, I would say, like, hi, my name's Thomas, right? Yeah. And then, um, Theoretically. I think the two, two biggest things about me is, one, like, I guess I'm, like, a third culture kid type thing. I've moved around, like, every two or three years, um, so I've lived all over the world, pretty much, like, the States, uh, around in like North America and then lots in Asia as well. So I've had to like make a lot of friends and then say bye to a lot of friends and then meet new people. So that's been like cool to meet people and stuff, but also difficult. And then I'd say another thing that's big about me is like sports, playing or just watching or like talking about that. I think that's always an easy talking point. Yeah. Um, Especially if someone else is like, like sports and stuff, you can like, be friends quick makes sense so i think isb people from an outsider's point of view i would say people would either recognize you for sports or academics would you say like school maybe yeah but do you think people recognize you more for sports like i think pe- not a lot mm-hmm. of people know that you're like crazy smart i think it depends on the people like where they're from yeah sports. i'd say yeah most most of my close friends have been made through sports generally or like yeah something to do with that um and then I have people in my classes who like obviously I play sports with or like play other sports I know them through that but I guess a lot of other people in my class yeah might not well you can't forget Michael your biggest bromance in the whole world you met him through classes right um I met him Actually, I met him before school started because I was, um, Ashley went to my school before here, oh, so yeah, I knew yeah. her from there. So then when I moved to ISB, like, we, like me and her talked a bit, and then before school started, she was like, oh, like, come over, hang out with some people. So and then was I met, it the bromance from there? Uh, actually, not really. Like, I met, uh, so who was there? It was Michael, Caden, Julian, Lucas. Yep. And. Ryan? I think, no, Ryan wasn't there. I think that might have been it the first time. Yeah, but, um, I mean, we talked and stuff, and then, but when 
when school started, we weren't junior year. We weren't, like, super tight. Yeah, you guys got close yeah. senior year, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, and then senior year, I guess we just had a lot of classes together, and, like, we started going to the gym together and just talking about... And we he started playing rugby, so... And then I, you basically started dating. Yeah, basically. Um... Okay, what would you say is the biggest difference between how you describe yourself and how other people would see you? Um, I think uh, at first, like when people get to know me well, like we, I'm like super open, like we make jokes and it's like, it's fun and all, but I think a lot of people tell me after we get close, they say like when they first met me, they were like, I'm not like scared of me, but they just I was like intimidating or like I I'm not oh, I don't really I'm, I don't have like I, I'm like ex- I don't know I don't really like smile you're not, a lot or like right I don't have like you're not the most expressive exactly yeah and would you say you're introverted um, or like at first shy I think I wouldn't say shy like I'm like excited to meet people and like try to meet people and stuff but yeah. I would yeah I guess I just not expressive. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. But then once once I'm like close with people, then I think I'm really extroverted. You reckon? I think so. I think so. Okay, so you started uni last night. Yeah. Online Exciting. uni. Yeah. USC. Mm-hmm. How was it? Um. So last night I was supposed to have a lecture at like midnight this time. First class lecture. Yeah. Ugh. But then, at um sometime like 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. the teacher sent us an email saying all the lectures are pre-recorded and they'll just be posted and then we can just watch them whenever we want and then like once a week we have like a discussion which that's like live attendance and stuff yeah so then he just posted the lecture and then I was like okay so it's like happening at midnight but the lecture's already out so I was like whatever I can't be asked to watch it tonight so I just kind of finalized my schedule and then went to sleep and yeah. then this morning I had a math class at what time 8 30 oh that's not bad yeah. at all not bad. is it a nighttime class in yeah. America yeah it's at like 6 30 p.m there oh so not bad like, yeah so I just went to that it was live um and that was just the teacher kind of intro gave us like the syllabus we introduced everyone and just yeah that's pretty good do you have blackboard yeah, do you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty common university site. Okay, so... It's kind of hard to learn how to use it. It is. It's confusing yeah. at first, but uh, you really do get the hang of it. Um, we'll talk about college a little bit later, but I want to talk first about things people probably don't know about you. Put you a little bit out of your comfort zone. Okay. So, one thing I always forget about you is you're a big brother. Yeah. Victoria. Victoria. What grade is she in? Nine? Uh, she's in eighth grade now. Eighth grade? Yeah. So, how are you as a big brother? Like, are you super protective? Because she's had two older brothers her whole life. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, like, the best big brother you could ask the for. The best? Yeah. Why? I don't know. No, um, I don't know. Victoria, like, she's, like, I think she's learned a lot from, from us. <laughs> not, not, like, we, like, teach her, but she just, like, she sees, like, two mature older boys. And she just, like, you know... <laughs> just like matured quickly for her age yeah Um, and then like yeah obviously if she ever needs help with anything like we're there for her we've probably gone through the same experiences or whatever of course yeah 
That's crazy. I always forget that you're a big brother because I just like I went through school with Nick, so yeah. Whenever I think like you're the younger brother. Yeah. How is you and Nick? Who yeah. is who's closer to Victoria? Um, I think when like when he was here, probably about the same. But then I don't know how much they've kept in contact since he went to uni. But probably this past year, I've hung out more with Victoria because yeah. It was just me home. and her. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. How similar is she to you guys? Are you are you pretty similar? Because I say Hayden, Olivia, and I could not be more opposite, but at the same uh, yeah. time could not be more similar. I think she she has like a similar sense of humor. Yeah. Um, she's qu- quiet, yeah, at least she's, like no, seemingly yeah, she's quiet. She's definitely more quiet than us. Yeah. Um, even like. Like when she meets you, but at the same like when she has her friends over, like they're yelling and they yeah, I'm I'm sure because I know you, so yeah. you don't seem quiet to yeah. me anymore. But but she's she's definitely more introverted and like shy. Yeah. Than me and Nick. Yeah. That's fair enough, and also with two older brothers. Yeah. <laughs> you guys bully her. <laughs> but you guys, as a family, you're pretty close. Like, have you kept in contact with Nick? Yeah. Um. We talked a lot uh, when he first went to uni, and then I went and visited him. Um, oh, in, really? Like, February, yeah. Oh. We had like a, a break there, and then um, he just got he just landed in Thailand like I heard. a week ago. That's so, crazy. Yeah, he's in quarantine now, so we've been like talking a lot about like just whatever when basketball, he gets out. when he gets out, yeah, other stuff. So you're all gonna be together for yeah. six more months? Yeah, till June. At least. Yeah. Wow, family back together. Do you think it'll be different? Um, I think it'll yeah, it'll be pretty different because I think me and Nicholas will have pretty similar schedules that we'll do. Um, of course. Like pretty morning, like morning classes, and then I guess my sister will be at school a day all day. My dad will be at work, and then we'll kind of just hang out. Me and him. And your mom. If you go. Yeah, my mom's pretty busy though with like booster and right. all that kind of stuff. I actually have an interesting question for you because this is varied for me. Okay. What, as an international kid, what do you consider your family or who do you consider your family? So for me, a lot of the times my extended family, although I'm really, really close to them, they're not here. Mm-hmm. So like for me here, my family would be like the five of us and the harders. Because oh, they're, yeah. like, my cousins, my family, like, so close. Yeah. I've grown up with them. Would you say you're, like, equally as close as your extended... With your extended family as, like, your family here? Uh, we're definitely closer with my, like, my family here. Of course. Because, um, like, we're always together. But we don't have, like, a... Like, the harders type of... Of course. Because I think we've... Like, you've been around. here for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but with extended family, we go we see them every year no mean the summer we go back to the states we used to go to the uh states during the summer and then winter we'd go to chile to see my mom's side okay um this year we didn't do that but yeah normally we see both my mom and dad's side like every year and we're like we're pretty close whose side are you closer with uh i'd say my my dad's side is a lot bigger yeah so there's I mean, my mom's side, we only go to see, like, four people over there. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, just my grandparents, my aunt, and my cousin. So we, like, probably spend more time individually with each of them, but we see each 
side, like the same, same amount, amount of time. Yeah. That's fair enough. Okay, so s- carrying on with international kid, growing up as an international kid, you more so than me. You're like I would say more of an international kid mm-hmm. because you've you've done the moving around a lot. Yeah. For me, a lot of like a lot of. I've always had my base here, but people come and go. Yeah. But you're like the people going. Yeah. <laughs> What's it been like? Um. Yeah, it's like every time our parents tell us like we're moving again, I'm like super sad. It's really? Like, wow, like we have to go start over at a new school, make new friends again and stuff. Um, but I'd say overall it's been really cool. Like each place I go. I think like over time, I just get to love it and not like forget, but like yeah. think less back on like, of course where I used to live. Um, and then now, like looking at it as a whole, it's been super cool. Like moving everywhere. from place to place. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a lot of connections from everywhere? Um. Well, from when I was really young, not really. Of course. Um, but I'd say starting from, I'm still really close with my friends when I lived in Mexico. Oh really? Yeah. When did you live there? Um, f- uh, fifth grade through eighth grade. Oh wow, that's yeah. kind of long. Yeah. Wow. So, but we still we have like a group chat. We like talk all the time. Um, that's good. And then my f- friends from Malaysia, I still talk to them as well. Yeah. Yeah. And here. And here. Now the roles have reversed, yeah. and people are leaving you. <laughs> How do you feel yeah. now? Cause you're like. Not the last one from your friend group, but a lot of your friend group has left. Yeah, yeah. It feels super weird because we're all supposed to like finish together and just head off. Go off to uni. To separate ways, but then it was so like at the start of summer first, like a couple people left, like Michael George, uh, Nadav, Lucas left right away, and then later on, uh, Julian left, and then Ludo just left. Yeah. Kaden so, sort of lives maybe. here, but yeah, might leave. Who knows? Kind of far. Any mods leaving in? Uh, When's Imad leaving? Um, like October. Oh so wow! Like, oh, that's that's a, a fair amount of time. Months. Yeah, six weeks. So. But I I get where what you'd be feeling because it, it yeah. starts to get lonely. Yeah. But you have a lot of underclassmen friends. Yeah, that's true. A lot of like friends I have to like soccer or stuff sport yeah. yeah and also with my brother coming back there'll be someone else to oh that'll be good yeah that'll be really good what do you have any plans what you're gonna do here besides uni uh not really just uni hang out we were planning on going to um because the hong kong sevens that normally happen in april got oh. postponed to october yeah so then well we were originally gonna go to singapore in april but then that got cancelled, they got postponed to October. But then I was talking with some friends here about maybe going to the Hong Kong Sevens in October. But then now that's been cancelled because of Corona. So. I think either way, you wouldn't have been able to go because you would have gone and probably yeah. not been able to get back yeah. into Thailand. That's, yeah, I guess it's like two months away. So. It feels like Corona is going to be forever. Yeah. I feel like the people who went off to uni, like if they were planning on coming back in Christmas time, yeah. they're not going to come back. Well, George's uni just, they had a huge outbreak. So I heard. A lot of people are getting sent home. How scary is yeah. that? How, I messaged him. I was like, George, don't touch the door handle. Don't touch the stair rails. 
Because even though it was the floor above him, they touched everything the same. Like, it's only a matter of time. He has drama. (laughs) (laughs) False news. But, okay, so was moving from school to school in the IASIS community different? Yeah. Do you think? For sure. Easier? Uh, Yeah, yeah, I'd say easier. Because, well... I guess the only two moves I remember were Mexico to Malaysia and then Malaysia to here. Yeah. Um, Mexico to Malaysia was like completely new. Like it was like of course you all don't the know anyone. The world. Was that hard? Like yeah. transitioning? Yeah. How um, long do you think it took you to be comfortable? Um, well, I think that my school there had a really good like kind of orientation and like body system. body system thing. So like like my first day people were like super nice and like it was easy to meet people and stuff but i guess obviously i still missed my old yeah uh home i don't know exactly how long it was but probably yeah like football season started like the first week of school so then i met people and they start to get comfortable yeah exactly um and then for moving there um malaysia to here i'd actually been here I came for IASIS soccer, 10th grade. Oh, yeah? So I had, yeah, I'd been to the school. I had kind of seen Nichida. Um, what was your first impression? Did you like it? Like in 10th grade when yeah, I came for yeah. IASIS? Yeah, I liked it. Did you know you were going to move here no. at that time? Okay. I found out, like, December. Probably. What was your reaction? I was, like, sad. Of course. Sad, yeah. Did you cry? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, guys. We're going to talk about Thomas's emotional side later. Um, so you came here yeah. for soccer, I asked this. Mm-hmm. You found out in December. Did you come back again after that? Um, I came... Yeah. It was... Oh, I came during GCW week. Oh. So there weren't many kids here, but there was... Um, yeah, there were some people. Like, I, I met uh, Alex. I had met him at Soccer Iasis, so he was here. So oh, yeah. I said hi to him, and then Ashley was here, too. And I met, like, Val as well. Oh, that's And Val, weird. I, like, Val had also gone to ISKL. Oh, yeah. I, I never knew her from there, but I, like, knew of her. So right. it's kind of like a... Were you in, like, the like, same... F- like, Val left. Yeah. Was she in the same friend group as you ended up in? Um, Yeah, I'd say when... Well, because she left in, like, middle school, and I got there early high school, so then it was it was more divided, kind of like a girl's friend group and a guy's friend group. Right. No, I went to ISKL. You are like, born there, right? Born there, and then I went from, like, prep junior <laughs> to, like, grade one, I think. Uh, yeah. And then I moved up here. I don't remember it at all. I don't remember anyone from there, but apparently um, Jenny and I were really, like, good friends in KL. Like, we went on playdates and stuff all the time. Fagervik. Oh, she was there as well? Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of people moved. India, no? How do you know India? India, no. India and I... So, my... The first person to hold me when I was born was Rob Whiting. Do you know what, Mr. Whiting? Oh, he must have left before. He's such a legend. He's so funny. Like, one time... He, he was the vice principal of middle school, I think, and he's such like a Steve Irwin guy. He caught a snake at school, brought it into the science class. The snake bit a kid, and then he had to call up the parents and be like, hey, so I brought a snake into science class. 
Anyways, super bogan guy, like so funny. And India's family is obviously Kiwi and he's Aussie. So like there's like a big Aussie Kiwi community and she knew him. Mm-hmm. And like also a guy named Dave Smith. But um, basically we're friends through our dad's friends. Um, and we met at Touch Exchange. Uh, lots and lots of ISBI yeah, scale yeah. connections. Yeah. Shamir also. Shamir, Wilson, Eva. Oh my moved, god. They all moved the same time I moved. You all came up yeah. together. Was that was that like your community there? Did you guys talk or? Um, well, I was, I was I was pretty close with Wilson because we had played uh, rugby together there. Oh no way! Yeah. And How we long have you known Wilson? Since, like, before school started, because we also lived in the same, like, apartment complex type thing. No way! Yeah. So like we moved there like a week before school started maybe. I like saw him like kicking a soccer ball and I was like, oh, what's up? And he's like, we just started talking there. Um, and then I, I remember at rugby, um, like Wilson knew he was moving to ISB before me. Okay. And then when I found out, I went up to him at practice and I was like, yo, like I'm moving to ISB. And he's like, yeah, like stop capping. Like I know. Yeah, I know yeah, yeah. You. And I'm like, no, like I'm actually moving. And he didn't believe me for like a while. Wilson's one and, grade younger than you? Yeah. He's a senior now? Yeah. Wow. wow. And Shamir? <laughs> Shamir's two grades younger, and I actually didn't... He's a junior now? Yeah. How is he a junior? I feel like he's still supposed to be a freshman. Yeah. He said to me the other day, like, because we were talking about how you guys were in KL together, he was like, yeah, I knew of Thomas because yeah. you were older than him, but, like, you weren't yeah, great I mean, friends. Because I, like, I was there ninth and 10th grade, so when I left there, he was just eighth going grade. into high school, so I, like, he was in 8th grade. Oh, left, so did I, he come one year after you? Two, he same came, year. He came same year, but he came like, like two weeks late or something. Cause um, he had yeah, I don't know. Okay, wow, that's crazy. That's a lot of kale. Yeah. Okay, so now here's the question I have to ask: Kale Panthers or ISB Panthers? Oh, uh, I don't know. You don't know, the conclusion. Like, I think at first. When I moved here, I really missed KL a lot. And you were, you were like, kind of late in high school, like, junior, senior year. Here, yeah. Wow. Was yeah. that hard to move? Because last yeah. two years are hard. Yeah, it was hard. But at the same time, when I left KL, um, like, three of my really close friends left the same time as me. Okay. So it was, like, I'm leaving, but, like, you know. There's nothing. There's, well, no, I still had more friends there, but there's... Like, three of my really close friends were leaving, so that was... Like, when I got here, it's like, they weren't there either, you know? Right, so... Um, but it's still, it was... Yeah, I was super sad then getting here. But I, I'd say, like, I made friends pretty quickly, and then... Eventually, I was just, like, high speed, I guess. So you knew... We... We're at track Iasis in Manila, and you knew you were coming to ISB. Yeah. Did you know any of the track kits, or did you talk uh, to any um, ISB track? I don't think so, no. That team was pretty old, though, so maybe I yeah. guess. I, I know George and Paulo were there from my grade. Yeah, they were. But they did, like we did different events, so I didn't really see them. Yeah, I guess so. Um, oh, you were running with, like, Rohit and... Yeah, Rohit, oh, okay. Will... Nico. Oh wow. Jackson. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. I saw a picture of you from that I asked, I didn't realize that you were there. 
that was so different back then. That was that was a bad iasis for me. Oh yeah. I choked. I really choked. But we did pretty well. The ISP boys won, won that. Huh? Boys, boys won. won. Yeah. Girls got second or third. I don't know. But anyways, I can't believe you can't choose a school. <laughs> I'm actually heartbroken. <laughs> I'd say in conclusion, ISB. In conclusion, yeah. ISB. In conclusion. You heard it here first, folks. Okay. So now you've been at ISB for two years and you were supposed to move yeah. to California. Los Angeles, yeah. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Was that where you wanted to go? Um, I didn't really have like a dream school. Yeah. But like when I got in there, I was like super happy. Um, it was definitely one of my top schools. Did you know right away like, oh, this is the one I want to choose? Um, I wouldn't say right away, but um, it was one of the earlier like acceptances. It was, yeah, it was one of the early ones, and then I went in February. To I visit? To visit campus, and that's when I saw my brother, too. Oh, yeah. And, like, when I went to campus, I was like, okay, yeah. I you like it there? It. Yeah. Is the, is the beach near? Uh, not really. It's probably, like, 30-minute drive. Okay. Yeah. But so it's, it's really, like, like, USC, the campus is really, like, central. Like, it's right next to the city. Right. So you really dealt with a lot of, like, heartbreak when moving. Yeah. Not heartbreak, but, like, disappointment, mm-hmm. I suppose. And, like, the one time you're meant to move and be super excited, not be disappointed, have everything flow perfectly, it goes the complete opposite. Yeah. How, what was your reaction when you found out because of corona you have to stay in Thailand? Um, I think I kind of, like, accepted it pretty early. Had you gotten actually. the email first? Or no. were you thinking, that, like, oh, this is a possibility? Um, I, I thought it was a possibility, like, a long time before like first I I made all my dorm arrangements and like my classes and stuff um but then corona started and like IB exams got cancelled and right. everything was getting cancelled flights like shut down quarantine and everything and I kind of thought like yeah this is not going to get better and like universities especially packed with all those students and all yeah, those professors course. like I doubt it'll be open by in whatever two months time um so then I think pretty early I kind of started like weighing up my options like I could have gotten like an off-campus house okay um but to do that I would have um had to like I've like I've been like messaging some people that I met in group chats and stuff but it's like move halfway across the world to LA which is definitely one of the worst places right now for corona um to like house with people I don't really know yeah, and you never really know someone. Anyways, yeah, yeah, I guess so. So, it was your decision to uh, stay. I mean, I guess probably heavily influenced by my parents. Did they say they didn't want you to go? Yeah. Just like safety wise. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um. I mean, but yeah, like I, I kind of accepted it as well. It's a big decision, though. Mum was telling me the other day, like. Uh, if you wanted to go back to Australia now, it would be completely your decision. Mm. Like, but she's like, you know, Australian borders aren't, as of right now, what they're saying is they're opening like end of 2021, beginning of 2022. Yeah. 
which is a long time and especially not to see my family. Like moving away from home, first of all, to a different country, you get like extreme reverse culture shock. I was, when I went to uni, I was super homesick for like the the five whole weeks that I was there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I don't know. I just can't imagine. It's the fear of getting trapped for me that I'm like, oh, you know? Yeah, yeah. And once I, if I were to go to LA, I could get into the US. But then you can't get back. I wouldn't be able to get back. Yeah. I know. And I feel like Thailand is really the place to be right yeah. now. Yeah. There's like no local transmission of COVID mm. for the last like month, month and a half, which is awesome. We're like pretty much free. Yeah. Just wearing masks all the time. Yeah. Which is so nice. So you've been going to the beach a lot. Well, you were. Oh, yeah, kind of. How many how many beaches did you go to? I felt like you went to beach um, every weekend. I went to Huahen with with yeah. a big group, like our senior trip type of thing. And then with my family, I also went to Phuket and Koh Samui. And Huahen. Didn't and you Hua come Hain, back from Huahen yeah. <laughs> the next day? Like, I'm going back? Yeah. Did you... Do you like it? What was your favorite beach? Um, probably Koh Samui. Did you go in the water? Yeah. Did you jet ski again? No, no. We just, we went there. Um, we just kind of chilled, but like the hotel was super nice. The yeah. view was amazing. Um, and it was, yeah, it was really cool. That's awesome. We have to address that Thomas has actually been featured on the podcast many times before. Because he's been asking me to be on it all the time. <laughs> we have to just bring him up in it all the time. So... What about rescuing Val? You triple backflip off the jet ski into the water. Mm-hmm. You do a perfect dive, 10 yeah. out of 10 form. You dive deep under the water and then basically have jet boots on your feet and push her all the way up yeah. straight onto her jet ski. Is that what she said? That's what she said. Oh, yeah, I mean, it, kind of something like that. Yeah. No yes. exaggeration. Completely what Thomas did is yeah. f- well within his power to do so. Okay. I feel like you're a really balanced person, especially in high school or noticeably in high school. How, like you seem to be able to manage school, sports, I mean it seems like sleep, maybe not, and a social life all at the same time. How do you, how do you have enough hours in the day to manage it all? Um, I think just, like, I don't know, I want to like do well and stuff yeah um you know in like school sports or whatever so I try to make the most of time so I guess whether that's like free periods getting work getting work done or like when practice ends kind of go home and try to get as much work done as I can right um because yeah five days a week practice and plus school and stuff it is a lot of time and I just don't understand, like, did you ever, like, perform subpar in anything? I feel like Thomas is definitely well known around our school for, like, perfecting everything in one try, it feels like. Um, I tried to go golfing once with the boys during quarantine, <laughs> and that was, I'm really bad at golf. Really? Yeah. So that's your weakness? Yeah. And you can't sing? Can you sing? I can't sing, no. Yeah, so that's also your weakness. Yeah. But you make good eggs. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true, yeah. You're, like, a chef as well. Mm-hmm. But I still don't understand, because 
If you've ever seen Thomas play a sport as well, the one thing I really like when I think of Thomas, the one thing I think of is like balance and like he just never gets swayed emotionally either way. He never yells at the ref. He's always at practice on time. Do you get mad? Yeah, I think I do yell at the ref sometimes. Really? Yeah. I have yeah. never noticed. Yeah, no, I get really mad. I used to have like a super short temper. But how did how did you change that to now? Like, I feel like you have. I don't know. We like. Like with my brother, I would just like I like super small things. I would just get mad, and like we would always fight and stuff. And then like, him and like, my parents would always tell me like, "Oh, I have such a short temper." Really. So then I was like, like "Okay, I have to do something about this." Did like, you just decide to change it? I don't know. I just like. Well, when it comes to like. Friends and stuff, or like my brother, like. If if something makes you angry, like there's no point of just like like fighting or getting angry about it. Just like whatever. Just really. Let it go and then like in sports, I think in sports it's mainly just like because of like what will happen if I like. Right. If you get, get mad at the stuff. ref. Like I don't know. Just like it's so frustrating like watching sports and if like it's such a close game and then something happens, the ref makes a bad call and then like someone does something stupid and gets a red card or gets a penalty and that's like that's the difference between like winning and losing so I think that is kind of like okay is it really worth yelling at right if you can just change it whatever I guess it's in your own hands to change do you feel like you carry that over into your social life as well yeah I think so I mean I don't like I get I get angry but I don't like show it yeah that people are like yeah like fight or anything i guess this is part of thomas that we were talking about at the beginning where you're not like we're opposites in terms of being expressive like my face if i'm feeling something you can see all of it but thomas is like the opposite aren't you yeah you think I've, I've never seen you get like super 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 excited about something or like super that, super yeah, super true. super sad about something or super annoyed or anything like that you're pretty level all yeah. the time. Yeah, no. Cause that no, that's when you say that, like obviously I get like excited and angry about different stuff, but I've never been like jumping up and down with Right. Excitement. You like keep yeah. it inside yeah, mostly. Exactly. The emotional side of Thomas. When are you most emotional? Or do you keep it in or do you ever let it out? Definitely in sports. Yeah. Like Yeah, I get mad. I get the ref or at, at calls or like at myself, um, but like after games, I'll be like super happy or like super you feel sad. Like yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Like when like winning games, even if it's just like a friendly, that's like. Thomas's is winning winning mindset, yeah. winning goal. So how did you feel after touch league last week where you lost? Um. Well, I didn't, I don't know, going into it, I didn't really know, like, is this, like, a competitive thing, right. or is it kind of just, like, a friendly, um, so I kind of just went into it, like, you know, it's just, like, another Sunday touch type thing, but then, like, I don't know. They're quite good. Yeah, they're quite good, and, like, they're really competitive, and, mm-hmm. like, the long sleeves guy gets, gets heated, so then I was, like, okay, like, now I want to win. Yeah. It was super close, but, yeah, we just got unlucky, so it was a bit, like, a bit like frustrated but at the same time like it's touch fun. is not like my sports yeah exactly like, although I, th- I really think it should be 
I've I, I keep telling Thomas he needs to move to Australia and pursue pursue a job in men's competitive touch. He'd be so good. Even rugby, rugby league, rugby union. Just saying. Maybe Nadav's gonna to come me. visit me, so Nadav Nadav could go pro. Nadav's the go. <laughs> Oh, I hope he stays with me. I love him. Okay, so do you ever get really sad besides sports? Like, do you ever get like frustrated or anything? And are you super open about expressing emotion with your family? Or is it like a behind closed doors? I don't think I get like expressive with my family, but I get, I think that like two times I get saddest are like when I move or like when people move or like in sports. The first time I've ever seen you like truly sad is when Ludo was leaving. Yeah. It's so sad. Yeah. Having was, to see people that leave. Was sad. Yeah. It's crazy. So that's like, I went to um, obviously because I wasn't a player at Iasis. I went out to eat and have like or spent some time at dinner with some of the, a lot of the coaches actually, mm. a lot of the rugby coaches, and I had. <laughs> funny conversations with Carver and Mr. McRobbie and we we're talking about as far as like players go and stuff on our team this is funny because we were talking about this but Natalia is the touch team's version of you oh yeah in the sense where she really doesn't get super emotional about the game she just like puts her head down and gets the job done mm-hmm. and they were saying you're like a machine mm-hmm. like Mm. <laughs> Have the compliments roll in. Natalia's Natalia's really good. Yeah. She's she's a legend, yeah. but the rugby version of you or is you definitely for ISB's team at least. Like I remember, the first year that ISB even won a game last year. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about you being a good sports player. Um, Definitely your junior year when we went back to ISKL. Was that another yeah. thing that you wanted to... Because you weren't on varsity rugby at, in KL, were you? No. Was that a driving factor as well? Like, show these guys what they're missing? Um, like, yes and no. Like, I... Yeah, like, obviously, I, I was, like, excited to play them and I wanted to beat them. But, like, ISKL, all the guys on that team have been like playing together for so long and they've played rugby for so long and like like I don't know they just have like a good like youth program the coaches like build them up really good and they've always been like super strong Mm -hmm. um, at least in recent years so I knew they were going to be like hard to beat yeah um but yeah but it was fun going back there and seeing everyone of course but definitely that year I feel like you just like kept taking tackle after tackle like you got absolutely demolished get back up and then like come at the next guy like when you're playing i feel like you just don't really think about like injuries or stuff like adrenaline even if you have something that's like bothering you before the game it's like during the game it's like whatever what are you like yeah what do you like as a player before like if you play a lot on adrenaline Mm. are you really quiet before games or Mm. It, like, definitely depends. Like, sometimes I just like, like, talking and just kind of hanging out and um, 
just like feeling awake but then sometimes if it's like a super serious game then i'll like i'll like focus a bit more i don't know yeah listen to music focus and stuff but i like i normally like just like i don't know having space and stuff before games like i remember our coaches always tell us to like sleep in between games to get rest but i always like even if i do get some sleep i want to wake up like at least like an hour and a half before and just like kind of walk around the school or just like just yeah i don't know free your head a little yeah exactly that's crazy i remember for me before races like for example in manila Mm -hmm. track iasis in manila that was my last iasis that i went to that i competed in yeah because i hurt myself senior year so i missed both but um coming the first day before the opening ceremony i am like in the car and it was really like quite jerky getting in because there was so much traffic so i get up and like at ism's like equivalent of like the panto so like the dead front of school where everyone everyone walks in to like i just like projectile vomit (laughs) into the bushes like so nervous i'm a nervous wreck before and then like i remember my freshman year after 400 hurdles I grabbed James, who was a physio at the time, and just, like, vomit all over his feet. Like, I was just such a nervous wreck, and, like, no one could talk to me before a race. Like, Mm. I just get so, like, jiggity and scared, and I don't know why. (laughs) And, like, it never (laughs) paid off. Didn't you guys, like, get, no. You broke the record for something. Yeah, we did. We, um, we actually won two gold medals in relays for girls. For the four by one, which was awesome. Like we'd never practice. You know, like ISP never practices relays until like the day before IASIS. It's terrible. And then they're like confused why the baton gets dropped. <laughs> <laughs> we but, got DQ'd last year. Did you? Yeah. Why? Well, I, it was a four by one, and then uh, like the guy handed it to him outside of like the. Oh no! Or something. Yeah. Was it the last one? Yeah. No. Yeah, and then that- he still. I think Jamie was the last person. He he went, and then he got it outside. He had to like turn around, grab it, and he still sprinted and still finished like third. What a legend! Third or fourth. Yeah. What a legend. He's um, awesome. But it, yeah. But it sucks count. every time it happens. But yeah, so we broke the record for four by four, which was so much easier with baton handoffs. Like I get why you yeah, don't have to yeah. practice those. It's really the four by one that's like mm-hmm. you can't even look at the person, so it's yeah. hard, especially when you don't practice. But, okay, so you mentioned a little bit about it. What, I think everybody wants to know, what keeps you motivated? Like, how, how do you get smashed, get back up, hit another guy, again, again, keep up with your schoolwork, everything like that? What, like... I don't know, I think I just, like, hate losing. (laughs) So I just... That's a really good factor. Like... Yeah, if it's, like, in school, like, trying to get good grades or stuff, or, like, in sports, like... I guess school's version is competition with yourself. Yeah, yeah. And then sports version with the other team. Mm Mm-hmm. But you... You were a captain for how many... At ISB, how many sports? Uh, two... Soccer, Soccer rugby, rugby, senior year. How? So, as we were talking about before, Thomas is really emotionally stable, and I think as a captain, is one of those people that just like purely leads by example. Like, do you say anything to your players or? Um. 
definitely more in like speeches and stuff it'd be like the other captain doing that right like for rugby it was always george would be talking and then in soccer it'd be like ludo or amani or france or something what would you even say during that time me yeah um I don't know, I normally go with something like, just work hard, you know, leave it all, leave it all on the field, stay, stay composed, just like, do, do what you know how to do, um, but yeah. But you really Um, don't need to say anything. Yeah, I think everyone, like, we train so much together, everyone knows what they have to do, it's just about, like, getting the confidence to do it. and, And performing. Yeah. I feel like Thomas never, like, I've... I mean, for you, obviously, you would notice that you have, like, off games, bad games. Like, you have a better game than another. But from the outsider's point of view, it's always just you working as hard as you can. And, like, that's never a mm-hmm. bad game, I guess. I definitely have bad games. You reckon? Yeah. In what sport specifically? Or more soccer so? Soccer more so. Really? Yeah. Why? Because um, I think soccer is so, like, unpredictable. It's, like... Well, this season especially, I played, like, a bit of mid and defense. So it's kind of like you never know. Even two teams where one is a lot better than the other, it can go either way because one mistake can, like, lead to a goal and that changes the whole game or whatever. So you never know, like, how many times you're going to get the ball or how many times, like, someone with the ball is going to try to attack you or, like, where you're going to have to move. So there's, like, little mistakes there. Whereas I think rugby... Like, every game is going to have knock-ons and penalties and other mistakes. and That's what makes the game. Yeah, and th- but there's there's also a lot more, like, like tries and other and right. scores and stuff. So, Chances. Yeah, so if you, if you give up one try, it's tough, but it's not the end of... Right, you can come back. Yeah. So, what do you think, just as a captain, would, do you get more frustrated with players in soccer or rugby um i don't know i think because you're in the defensive line for soccer ish and midfield so you're kind of like controlling the back of the field i guess yeah a little bit like momentum and stuff Mm -hmm. and then in rugby you play uh flat half fly half so what do you do mostly so i kind of like catch the ball and then pass it or like you're close to the wing like two plays Mm, two players away from the wing like three or four depending how you count oh really i don't know i kind of normally scrum half passes to me like i call a play they pass to me and i either run it or pass it or right do some kind of switch so Um, you have like decent amount of control in the game yeah well i think offense like i I call the plays, but I think most of the actual running and cutting and stuff is done by, like, the outside people. Right. But I think I'm more, like, in in rugby, I think I'm better on defense. Really? I, yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, I definitely say I you're, know, like, like, one of the main defensive players. Like, because in, in rugby, like, occasionally I'll, like, run it myself, but I, I'll always have two or three people outside me right. so and who can catch and run and do all that stuff so, so. that's more like setting up the play yeah and like, exactly i guess you'd call it like the try assisting yeah yeah but 
in defense, it's you doing the work, you taking yeah, the you hits. Kind of, yeah, you have to, you have to line up with the man, and like if you miss the tackle, that's it. So, I normally and I I like I try to stay involved with the play. So yeah. if someone has the ball, like I'll try to get to them and stuff. Um, Do you ever yeah. get intimidated? Like I know KL had like, um, a a guy on the team that's like playing with the U.S. Like yeah. were you. Were you nervous? Not nervous, but like, did you ever like doubt yourself? What you had to do in that game, or? Um, I think like. When you first get there, to like ask or whatever you see, or like any game or tournament, you like see the other team and like. We probably had one of the smaller teams, so you kind of, you like see these bunch of big dudes. Um, right in size, what like? Yeah, so it's yeah. like oh okay, like they're a lot bigger than us, but like once the game starts, it's like. You that just doesn't forget about anymore. it. Yeah. You guys really have to like watch one of Thomas's old live stream rugby games because, it's honestly on defense, especially it's, mind blowing and impressive to say the least of how much he's all over the field getting tackles. I swear, at some points you're getting every single tackle. This in a line it feels like it sometimes but um what what sport are you gonna play at uni um i don't know i talked to um both both the uh, soccer and rugby coaches um about playing like club sports and right. they uh they both responded to me like yeah like we'd be happy to have you tryouts are well tryouts yeah, they said in their email, the trials will be this day, this day, whatever, the second week. Um, but this is assuming we get back on campus and stuff. So right. At least for the first semester. You it's know, not going I, ahead. And, well, nothing's going to happen. The campus is closed. Um, right. But hopefully by second semester, if we go back, if trials go on as normal, I don't know. I'll have to decide then. Cause I Do feel you have like, to choose one or the other? I think so, because it's like four days a week right and games like every weekend but I, I don't know i feel like i always like the sport of like the season i'm in right so like the school year starts we're playing football like i'm like oh i love this and you know whatever da, da, da. i ask this finishes i'm like okay like this is the sport for me and then rugby starts and it's like that goes i still get into that and yeah. then we start playing like touch every week and then by like i ask of that i'm like okay i want to play rugby now yeah um and then the same thing with track and field and then uh, (laughs) (laughs) it stops there guys (laughs) yeah then during yeah track season it's like i don't know exactly what to do so i'd say at first like because after rugby was when i like after rugby ISIS, like february around then is when i was like like deciding on all this uni stuff so then at first I was like, okay, yeah, I wanna I wanna play rugby in college, right. but then it's been a while since I played rugby now. And then like over summer we played football a lot, right. um, like with the team, just training and games and stuff. And then like I, it was a while before that that I played football. But then I'm like, okay. I so you're always now. like altering. Yeah. Is a big motivation for you because I feel like it, not that it would be, but like I'm just curious because rugby really isn't like the biggest sport in the u.s mm-hmm. which might like give you more chance to like exceed at a higher level or like play you know more advanced would you ever because i know like the touch the u.s touch rugby team has like five or six iasis girls 
COVID. Just because, like, touch really wasn't a sport yeah. in the U.S. and they learned it. I mean, I hadn't really thought of that. Like, I, like I love playing sports and it's definitely a hobby, but I think, like, in terms of next level, like, when I'm older, I just want to get a job. normal job. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Um, but, yeah. But I think rugby's getting a lot bigger, definitely. Like, the, the U.S. 7s team is really yeah, good. Yeah, Caden said. Yeah, and, um, like, the MLR, Major League Rugby, is getting a lot bigger now. Well, that's good. some big players coming over from, like, Australia. Other countries, yeah. yeah. Do you think... How do you think you'll make your decision? Do you think you'll base it off of, like, the team? Um, I think if I can, hopefully I can try out for both. Yeah. Um... It might come down to I make one team, I make right, uh, or I don't make either, and I'll just play recreational sports. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Do I you think know. is it's a competitive USC team? Yeah. Well, it's not like the varsity team, but it's like a club level, so they still play against other unis. And okay. Stuff. So it's yeah. It's Do you think you'd see more of your IASIS mates um, around? I don't know. I think a lot of people at IASIS Rugby have the potential to play at college. So maybe, yeah. Because I know, like, even Evan sees, like, yeah. some yeah, kids yeah, from Manila true. and other teams. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. Like, when I went to, um, I don't know, just the IASIS community that's built, mm-hmm. it gives you automatically something yeah. to relate to someone about and like yeah. your the way you grew up or your childhood or the experiences you had are shared so like when I went to Australia and I went to this tiny little dorm like 300 people max and I found out that Max Webster was there I was like mm. what the heck this is so random yeah. but it just made me feel like you know like, like you know someone, someone else knows yeah. what my yeah, childhood's yeah. been like exactly. what I've been through it's awesome yeah. so you're not sure yeah, what you'll do at uni I, I really wonder what you'll do. I'm excited. But last but not least, what, what I've been waiting to talk about the whole podcast, my most excited part of the podcast, Touch League. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm going to my first Touch League on Wednesday. I'm so excited. Did you play Touch in KL? Um, touch, not really. I, I started playing rugby in like 10th grade. So then with that, they had, like, not, like, a weekly, like, Sunday touch type thing, but they had, like, a, some kind of Did they have Tuesday like touch nights? Tuesday something, but yeah. I don't know if it was every week or something. I went, like, twice, and it was, it was fun, but I don't know. I was still a lot more into soccer back then, I yeah. think. Yeah, and then you came up here. Do you remember your first Sunday touch or, like, touch uh, no. playing? Cause I wait. I don't know. I think we we didn't play season one. We just started like when rugby season two usually, yeah. yeah, around season two. But I I just love like the camaraderie and yeah. part of what makes it so cool for me was like as I started to you know get more involved with um, like organizing Sunday Touch and getting it going and yeah. even refing. I feel like I just the CEO yes. I, just, I feel like I just got, like, a lot even closer with the rugby boys and, like, mm-hmm. a lot of sports, I'd say, besides, like, track and field. The boys and girls never play together. Besides, yeah. like, track and field and swimming, let's yeah, say. That's true. 
so it's really fun to like because touch is such a sport that really anyone can play mm -hmm. we get the boys out they don't know the rules but they can still hang because yeah. they're faster you know like <laughs> and, and it's fun because it just makes the game so much more interesting and when i compare like IASA's touch to sunday touch the touch i way prefer to play is sunday touch like oh, yeah. when you're running around stupid on the field like throwing passes over the back of your head like hoping someone's gonna catch them and when they do and it pays off it's just so awesome yeah um i just love the the community of it yeah i think like our attendance has kind of gone down though well a lot of the people that were a lot of the boys that were really involved yeah. in it like george nadav a lot of people have left uh, yeah. damien they moved so like yeah, i feel true. like and even the rugby team this year was predominantly seniors yeah so true. a lot of people moved slash you guys had some downtown players so they just wouldn't come to sunday touch but i just love the atmosphere because mo more often than not it was student run yeah so we just like get out there mess around Mm -hmm. yell at each other make fake rules it's just a good time yeah. but anyways i'm so excited to play on wednesday game on wednesday yeah tomorrow <gasps> tomorrow i'm so excited i'm kind of nervous though do you know who we play not the southerners the pickup team like the random team so is that a dub or not hoping it's a dub We'll see. This Is week, Caden and I were there. Yes. Wait, what do you mean, Caden? Lily, <laughs> dream team. <laughs> this is fake. Actually, but we haven't been on the dream team role, slash I haven't been on the dream team role since uh, I tore my ACL. So hopefully, once I start playing competitively again, yeah. we can get back on the grind. Now you just ref and like make really bad calls. It's not true. You're the biggest hater in the world. <laughs> Thomas messages the touch group, like, making fun of me. Shamir's <laughs> making fun of me. Nadav's making it. fun of me. Everyone's making fun of me. And I'm like, Ugh. I'm not. I'm just not going to ref anymore. Like, you know what? Go on by yourself. But no one else wants to ref. So exactly. Funny. I don't want to ref. Well, anyways, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I know you've been wanting to be on here for a while, forever. Yeah. Every day I get a message. And then Wilson starts recruiting for you. It's like, okay, I'll have you <laughs> on. <laughs> you don't have to ask anymore. Yeah, I didn't even want to be here, so. Okay, well, I guess it, we'll end it with that cool. then. All right. Bye, team.